Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Most Wesley Euler back for the final segment of today's show on Steelers Nation Radio. And we've been teasing it, but it's time to talk about it, man. We had action going on in Pittsburgh with some additions or an addition to the coaching staff. Um, over the weekend, the Pittsburgh Steelers hired Aaron Curry to be their new linebackers coach, replacing uh, Brian Flores, who obviously departed us this all season to go be the defensive coordinator with the Minnesota Vikings. Where's Lizzo at when I need her? Minnesota Vikings. Thank you, Lizzo. But um, when we talk Aaron Curry, a little bit of backstory on him, came out 2009 out of Wake Forest, was a top five pick, fourth overall to the Seattle Seahawks, played up there for a couple of seasons. Then from there, Went to the collegiate ranks in 2014, where he started to coach um, UNC Charlotte. That's why actually I got a chance to meet him. And then from there, was down there for a couple of years, went on to the NFL. But um, a little bit of backstory on Aaron. Um, I was a fan of him, man, when he was in college. He was the big reason why I wanted to go to Wake Forest in terms of playing linebacker, man. That was the guy for me. Um, watching him get drafted to Seattle, loved his play. Didn't work out in the NFL, but you hear his backstory. He talked about becoming complacent once he got the money. Everything was about getting that check to change his life, and he got sure, it. Sure, and it's pre CBA. I had a chance to run into fourth, him in fourth overall pick too pre CBA. Yeah. L- largest non guarantee, our largest non quarterback money at the time. Correct for his for him, man. When he came yeah, out, fourth so overall you can only pick. Yep. Yeah, but um, for me, man, got a chance to run into him in 2014. I had just signed with the Steelers, and my strength and conditioning staff from James Madison had just taken over at UNC Charlotte. So I'm down there training. And who do I run into on the coaching staff? Aaron Curry. No way. And That's it's awesome. my first time. And literally, I was a fan of him. So I, you know, ran into him, talked to him, let him know, like, you know, sure, he's a big fan sure. of all that stuff. But watching him work with these guys out here, watching him coach these guys. And it was funny because you talk full circle moments. That was down the same time where I saw Larry Ogunjobi. That's when I first met him. And to see him out here, and now we're talking about that connection with the Aaron Curry potentially helping – to get a Larry Ogunjobi to retain or to come back here. I think there is some validity there. You talk about Alex Highsmith and that connection. 
all them dudes UNC Charlotte guys, man. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, the thing that I like about Aaron and why I think this is a really uh, good hire, you're getting a guy that is going to be able to relate to everybody in that role. Being the massive check, big money guy, being the super high-end pedigree guy, being the guy that didn't really live up to the expectations, being a guy that had to kind of, you know, find other ways to survive in this league. But then also being a guy that has had to work at the collegiate ranks where it wasn't a power five school, where you had to deal with guys that weren't even on scholarship at the time because UNC Charlotte was a startup at that time. But then you go back to the league, you look at what he was doing with those linebackers in Seattle and some of the success that they were having. Yeah. And now you talk about bringing a guy here who is going to be able to talk to a TJ White about maintaining his dominance and really mean it. He's going to be able to talk to a guy like Alex Heisman, who's in line to become a new high paid guy and the expectations and the pressure that's going to come along with that, both performance wise and personal. Absolutely. How do you handle your family and friends and everything that comes with that as well? You're talking about a guy that is going to be able to command the attention of the guys that look at him and say, hey, man, this guy did it. He played the game at a high level. So you automatically respect it and has more validity. But because he was a guy that didn't have the NFL success, he's also going to be able to relate to these guys with a more hum uh, with a more uh, humble approach and just a more just real life approach to it. Because it's a lot more people like Aaron Curry than it is, you know, who are technically like the elite of the elite players. It's less of those guys that are coaches and more guys like Absolutely. Aaron who didn't have that type of success. But when you talk about a guy replacing Brian Flores, and I'm not acting like he's Brian Flores. Don't don't get it twisted. Brian Flores is a head coach in this league. You know, he dudes like him don't they're not he will, they he will be a head coach coach. again before much longer. Yeah. yeah. Another year or two. Absolutely. Yeah. Guys like Brian Flores don't belong on stats as linebackers coach. But when you talk about Aaron Curry replacing a Brian Flores, I think we should all be really optimistic about this and feel good about this hire because this is a young dude that I think is going to be able to grow within this organization potentially. And for him, man, going from Pete Carroll, who's a fun coach who knows his stuff inside and out to coach Tomlin. Man, I think that's going to be a seamless transition for him as well, man. I just think it's a win on on all all phases. Personally, I I like everything you're saying there, and I completely agree. Um, it, obviously, in terms of his impact on the defense, on the linebackers, on the X's and O's, right? Um, that's we're we're, we're never going to know until we know. But, you know, you're right in saying that I, I don't think it's fair to have the same expectations as Brian Flores, but he could certainly bring something new to this group. He mm -hmm. could from I'm talking purely from a coaching X's and O's standpoint, right? Yeah, that's the that's the unknown for now that we'll just need some time to wait and see everything else, though. It feels like an absolute perfect fit. Yeah, um, I, I really like what you talk about in terms of it, it's rare that you get a guy with this type of background mm -hmm. that, that ends up coaching in the NFL. I mean, let's, I don't think we need to like sugarcoat it or make any bones about it. Normally guys who are top five picks in the league, they got they make, 40 mils. They got 40, 50 in the bank. They ain't they, tripping on this coaching stuff. They have, they have a decade career. They've got, they've got a, a lot of commas in the bank account. And they're like, yeah, why do I need to go work harder as a coach yeah. than I did as right. a player now? Or, no or what, what do I need to allow a player that makes infinitely less than I have in my bank account to talk to me like he's crazy? Like, like 
There's a reason. There's a reason why a lot of these guys, when they retire, if they work again, it's like one day a week is an analyst. Absolutely, half Absolutely. the year working on Sundays hey, or Saturdays. Hey, Wes, talking if they about say, football. Wes, start you a podcast if they say, man, right, right, right. They're not in the like that. They're not bro. in the grind of coaching in football, yeah. which Motsi, you've laid out before in the history of this nah. show. The couple times where people have Crazy. asked you, did you ever think yeah. about coaching? And you're like, no, that's more of a time nah. commitment than when I played. <laughs> like I'm good. No, nah. so you, you, you rarely get guys with the pedigree of, I was the fourth overall pick yeah. in 2009. Not that long ago either. Motsi. I mean, he's 30, me, bro. 36 years old. He's, me. Yeah. He's 36 he's years old. old. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a lot of these guys, you know, at most, he's 10, 12 years older than, and not some huge yeah. gap. Like, he's in Th- his – Think about it. Think about 60s, it. He's trying like, to coach 20-year-olds. We, we talk about me. I'll be 35 in a couple of weeks. I came up age. one year after him. He came yeah. up oh nine. I was 10. Yeah. <laughs> We're a year apart, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he he uh, he he left Wake Forest in 09. That's when I went to yeah. college. So he's Think like, about it, bro. Yeah. Know, we're four, I'm four years apart from him. Like, yeah. he was like a senior when I was a freshman or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so when you talk about a, a dude being able to, like, yeah, that's relate. still in it. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And I mean, not just relate from playing football, which is always nice to have, mm-hmm. but from being a guy who, again, was a top five pick, yeah. was, was an All-American, was All-ACC, won the Buckus Award as the best linebacker in college football. And I love that part too now, Motsi, because it is a little different in the sense of now there is the the rookie structure with the draft. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the old Wild West where guys like Jamarcus Russell were coming out of college and becoming one of the highest paid players in the league right away, right? They've they've yeah. put that cap on it. So really, you know, your first round picks are, are the only ones that are truly making that life changing money on their first deal. Correct. You know, like. He's not having that same type of conversation with George Pickens, you know, and DeMarvin Leal, as maybe he could have with Kenny Pickett. But how about for a guy like Alex Highsmith? Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. you. I was at Charlotte. I know what it's like. It, it's it's a smaller school. It's 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 up and coming, and it it has certainly mm-hmm. done great over the last decade, last fifteen years. But you, it's not like you came from Alabama or LSU, right? Yeah. You came from Charlotte. You were a third round pick. You've worked your way up now to you're getting ready to get paid, Alex. This has been everything you've been working for since you were in high school. The recognition, the money, everything is is finally all coming to a head for you. This is what you've been working for. It changes nothing though. When you yeah. finally sign that contract, when that ink dries and your life is changed forever and your family's lives are changed mm-hmm. forever, nothing changes. You still yeah. go to work the same way. You still prepare. You still have that mm-hmm. same hunger because if you don't, you'll be like me and you'll be out of the league yeah. in a couple years. Like that, I think just for a lot of reasons, this is a great guy to have around. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. When you talk about the NFL standing for not for long, it's for multiple reasons. Injuries, guys becoming complacent, talent. It's multiple reasons why the league averages what it is. And we're talking about a guy that was the fourth overall selection and how quickly that changed for him. So four yeah, years. I mean, he was out of the it, league four years later. Four years, absolutely. And that's but when we talk about the contest, that's life in the NFL, man. There is no guarantee. Well, he, yeah, he's not there unique is, in that regard, right? There's, there's been, no guarantee. <laughs> there's right? been a lot of Aaron like, Curry's in that regard. That yeah. that's one of those things, but he is going to be a guy. And like I said, man, when I had a chance to run into him in 14 the humility that he spoke with even then. And this is when I was just getting my new deal. Well, actually, I hadn't even signed my new deal in Pittsburgh just yet. I had just came on the one year. But just to hear his humility, just to hear how, you know, yeah, some people view him as a draft bust. But he doesn't look at that 
and he, you know, allows that to define him. No, he looks at it and says, man, I know what I was able to accomplish. I know what I did, but I also have learned from where I fell off, where my shortcomings were. And now I'm able to use that to teach. I'm able to use that to pay it forward with the next generation, man. And that's something that I just think is really impressive because not everybody is able to do that. Not everybody is able to put that ego, that pride to the side and really look at how can I help out the next generation, man? Don't look at these guys as my competition. Don't look at these guys as I resent them because they're doing what I wish I was still doing. No. How can I help them further their career? How can they stand on my back and my shoulders and go further than where I went? And that's the thing that I feel like Aaron is bringing to this coaching vein. And like I said, I'm just really excited for him and for the Steelers because I think that that's something that is needed as well. Absolutely is you you need those types of mentors around, right? I mean, I I know you you could speak to this better than I can, but I think mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, people and I'm just talking people in general and just fans of the Steelers, fans of the NFL, yeah. sports fans, whatever, right? Like you think, okay, these guys work their whole lives. Everybody knows how much work it takes to get to the National Football League, to get to you know, we we were talking baseball and all these other NBA, MLB, whatever it is, the guys who make it to that point. Yes, obviously you needed some type of some some level of God given talent, but you also had to take that talent and really put it to work and really grow mm-hmm. and expand that. I think sometimes it's just natural human instinct that people think like, oh, well, if you are a Aaron Curry, right? And 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 you went to Wake Forest and you had all this success in college and you're the top five pick and you make it to the NFL. Like you've got it together in life, clearly, you know, like you've got the answers, you know what you're doing, you've got it all together. And that's not always the case. These guys are human too. You know, you ain't like, got the answers, Sway. You, you ain't got, got the, the answers, answers Curry. Sway. You ain't got, got the answers, man. You've got your own problems and your own shortcomings. You've got your own things in your life that maybe certain areas where you lack confidence and and, and you yeah. need at times mentors and that we all have that even guys who have been as successful as these professional athletes to make it in an industry where 1% maybe less of the people make it. Mm-hmm. Um, they still, they still have their own shortcomings. They still have their own uh, emotions and concerns and things that they yeah. deal with. I just, I, I think this is, listen, you, you never, you know, to to lose a Brian Flores, there's no no way to be like, oh well, you know what? Hey, look what happened. But there's a lot to like about Aaron Curry here. Um, I think both from a football standpoint, what he could continue to grow into as a coach who's mm-hmm. only in his 30s, and then everything that we've outlined of so much more than that for these guys too, I think is is going to 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 just be great for not only obviously the linebackers, but for all the young players and and all the guys on that team, just for somebody extra that they can really relate to same age group, same experience. Um, That's important to have around. It is in in any venture of life, but I think particularly in in one as competitive and emotional as, as the national football league is now without a doubt, without a doubt, but we also had some more news as still a nation. I like news, you know, some news is good news. Some news is not so good. Some news as well. Let's evaluate. But Cam Sutton, it's official. His contract will be voided. Um, Stills were obviously negotiating with him, trying to get a deal done prior to this happening. But now that it is voided, uh, to just clarify what that actually means, is more so the formality of what we already knew that he would be scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent this, uh, this year, but nothing changes in the sense of 
negotiations right now. He can still only talk to the Pittsburghs those up until the new mm-hmm. league year begins. Um, he's still able to sign an extension or a new contract. Excuse me. It wouldn't be an extension where it'd be just a brand new deal. But all of that was, yeah, I thought it was pretty common knowledge. Yeah, I just think yeah, it's yeah, different yeah, because yeah. the whole avoidable year deal, most of the time we don't have to hear about a contract being voided. But when when did that start? What the voided contracts was like two, three years ago? It was like during the I was going to say, like, yeah, I, that's yeah. what I thought. Like, I was going to say yeah. in the unprecedented time. Right. So these are all of those deals essentially coming back around. And yeah, the way that they work is teams get to decide if they want to sign extensions to these players on the basis of that current deal. But a lot of those voided years, they got pretty robust and crazy on the back end. But that was the reason why to account for some of the cap stuff with, you know, the uh, with COVID and stuff like that. So now this is the byproduct of that. But in terms of Cam Sutton, does it change anything? right now no it does not this was just a formality another checkpoint to confirm that he would be an unrestricted free agent but that's something that we've already been discussing and like i said just puts more onus on the fact that yeah we're going to need to get a deal done with him before the new league year starts because now it will be official that he will be allowed to talk to other teams and that as we all know was the big difference Wes, if I'm talking to you exclusively, I offer you seven mil. All you got is seven mil on the table. You're more likely going to take that. Mm-hmm. Wes, if you're talking to me and I'm offering you seven, but you're talking to Johnny, he's offering you 12. Guess who you're going with, baby? Yes. You're going to get that 12. Or yes, you making correct. me raise my number up even more so. Right. So big difference right now when you're talking about these next couple of weeks prior to him being able to talk to other teams versus, you know, you're doing it right now where he can only talk to us. But yeah, that's the, like I said, that's not really surprised by it. Yeah. Yeah. No, not surprised by it, but you're right. I think you listen, defensive backs in the national football league, when they hit free agency, they get paid. I yeah. mean, guys like Cam Sutton, he'll um, get 10 on the open market. Look what, look, look, look what happened to Mike Hilton, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and Mike Hilton, good player, Cam Sutton, good player. I'm not saying these guys are prime Joe Hayden. Right. I mean, but right. it's a position in the NFL. It's like, it's like, it's like an offensive lineman. Right. Like Mm -hmm. everybody in the league needs them. If they hit free agency, someone's going to give them a couple extra million dollars who has the space, who, who who has the money. Um, We've seen it with Mike Hilton, right? There's other examples, obviously Mm -hmm. Cam Sutton to me is, is a guy that I think you, you want to have back in a lot of different ways. There's already a lot of uncertainty around your cornerback position in terms of Akella Witherspoon and, and, um, William Jackson and, and what happens there going forward, mm-hmm. right? I think this is a this is one of those that you could kind of solidify, take some of that that question, some of those questions off the table, solidify a little bit there. Um, Cam Sutton is a guy that you drafted, a guy that you've developed, a guy that is familiar with the Pittsburgh Steelers and and what you're trying to do. Um, I I think he's a priority. I think that that that's safe to say. Um, now that doesn't mean obviously that you way overpay for him or, or something like that. It all has to happen within the confides of, of, you know, of a, of a deal that, that works with the roster and the cap space and everything right. that you have. But man, Motsi, you and I, from a football standpoint, right. And in, in the year that he had and checking that box of availability so consistently, which we know is a massive one availability is the best ability. And just, you know, 
one of the things too that you have access to that you know that I'm fortunate enough to see, you know to have some small bits of you know, we've gotten to talk to Cam Sutton a few times mm-hmm. over the years whether it be training camp down on the field whether it be OTAs when he comes and sits and, and does a segment with us he's just a leader he's just a veteran he's just a voice in that locker room as well too and the defense has a lot of those right now in terms of Minka in terms of Cam mm-hmm. in terms of TJ but you could look up in two years and all of a sudden you got a lot of new faces on that defense mm-hmm. like you do now with the offense. I think it's always good to keep guys like this around. Guys who are good on the field, guys who are good in the locker room, and guys that you drafted and developed on your own and really know the Steeler way and 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 how you want to play football. Cam Sutton's a priority. That's my long-winded way of saying yeah. it. I like when you do that, though, man, because like you said, he's homegrown. It's not a lot of homegrown corners that we have that have that type of success, but he is one of right. them. So right. I'm definitely with you on that, man. I think that it's appropriate that we do compensate him and that we do keep his talents here in Pittsburgh, man. That, and that's that's again, it's <laughs> it's one of the things that we all complain about. Not all of us, but it's one of the most yeah. popular things for Steelers fans to complain about. They can't draft defensive backs. They can't draft them. They can't do this. And they overreach for this guy, and they take yeah. this guy, too. And, yeah, Edmonds is a fine player, but he shouldn't have been a first-round pick, right? All these different things. Well, you got one in Cam Sutton. I mean, mm-hmm. you, draft, you drafted him on your own. It's not like he was a first-round pick, either. You developed yeah. him on your own. He knows your culture. He knows your language. He he knows your ways. Um him to me, he he's one of those guys that I just think it makes a ton of sense to keep around. It's got to work. It, it's got to work. I mean, you know, it it was easy to kind of say the same things about Mike Hilton. While you didn't draft him, you mm-hmm. were still the ones who took a chance on him and had that development process. Um, but but you know, within the confines of reasonably being able to get this done, I think this is one that you that you want to see get done. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. But with that being said, speaking of done. Now we're getting Cam Sutton's contract done. We're going to get this show oh, done. Oh, I see All what you right? did there. That's what I we're going to do here. There. So with that being said, how about we shout out my producer, Mr. Wesley Euler. Bing bong. There it is. There it is. Power Grid Megawatt. Man, let's be real. Y'all always keeping it real. Even when y'all not here live with us, y'all keep the questions coming. So we definitely appreciate you guys as well. Last but certainly not least, let me spin the block and give a shout out to my co-host my partner in crime my partner mr wesley Euler, marvelous darling marvelous there it is there it is. i thought it was gonna be ba da ba 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 but anywho i, I gotta uh, keep you on your toes okay okay well whopper whopper then so with that being the case y'all already know where to find us on your 24 7 home of the black and the gold stillers mm-hmm. nation mm-hmm Radio. Yeah. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring, like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.